Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Love and Movies podcast. I am Eric. And I'm Monica. So we left off last time alluding to more fun times ahead. <laughs> um, so about this time, um, we started thinking um, that we wanted to have a baby. So when we were first married, we, I guess, consciously made the decision mm-hmm. that we wanted to spend a little time as us, just a couple. And we got married. I mean, I guess it, for you, you were young. Me, not so much. But I was 25. You were 21. Yes, right. I robbed the cradle people. What can I say? <laughs> Um, and we thought, you know, we're just kind of starting out. We want to spend a little time together, enjoy each other, and right. we have enough time to think about a family later. Yeah. So we, you know, enjoyed our time, just us with, you know, lots of going out to movies and lots of, you know, going out on weekends and with not a care in the world and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, it was about five years after we got married mm-hmm. that we talked and said, I think we're ready to, to start time. trying to have a baby. Yeah, it was time. We it had our own year. house. I was ta- I was turning 30. Right. We were just buying the house. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we got to... We got to yeah, get the, the we are ball now, rolling. <laughs> we are now responsible adults. We own a home. We, you know, paid all this kind de- of stuff. Debts. Yeah, we paid off all of our debts. And of course, you know, as you heard in the last episode, we were just about ready to rack up a whole bunch more. But, yeah. um, you know, this decision was made a little bit before that, I think. Yeah. Um, so I remember we just, we went out and, and went on like a shopping spree. And got like baby books and baby name books and all this, you know, what to expect when you're expecting to expect and, you know, like, <laughs> like every, everything we could find, you know, we, we latched onto to, to try to plan so we could be the best parents that we could be. Um, you know, we came up with lists of names at that time, which is hilarious because we didn't choose a single one of those names when things finally ended up happening years (laughs) later. But, you know, it was like, you know, we, we had, we had lists. We narrowed it down to like top 10 girl names, top 10 boy names. Yeah, top 10 boy names. Yep. And, 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 (laughs) And you know. We still have that piece of paper somewhere, which if we can find it and we start posting pictures for all these podcasts, we'll, uh, yeah, on the Facebook page we will. But it was, I think actually, Eric, you posted it on Facebook. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's up, it's up there. Yeah. For Eric's friends, you can find it on Eric's right, and Facebook we'll have to link page. it over on the Love and Movies page but too. But it's, um, it, you can see all the names typed up on there, and then Flynn is like written written in. in. Yeah, we wrote so it in afterwards. He was, he was the last minute write in. Right, <laughs> the write ins do win sometimes, <laughs> but we. Um, you know, we were even like planning the room and like, you know, which room in the house we would use and how we would want to set up and and what colors should we use and what theme should we go with. And yeah, there was a whole lot of planning and uh, little did we know. Yeah. It was not in the cards. Um, we had been trying for months and months and and just nothing was happening. So I would say after like, it was sometime between the six and 12 month period that we started thinking, okay, we, well, this ain't working. We need some help. Yeah. So So, I think we went to our regular doctors first. Yes. And 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 you, not you for a while, they didn't start looking at you um, for a while because they always check with the women first and make sure everything's functioning correctly with the woman. Um, So I was the lucky one to really go in for 
test after test after test. Yeah, they were doing blood tests and, and can ultrasounds. I just say that and a lot of these were extremely invasive. And yeah, they, not anyone good who's ever had issues getting pregnant will know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah. there were a lot of painful days emotionally, physically. What? I said mine was fun. Yours was I fun. I got a magazine and everything. <laughs> well, you know, eventually they figured out for me that I had what they say was a low follicle count. Right. Which means I had a low number of viable eggs to begin with in my body. And right. even though I wasn't what they consider old yet, um, I had very few eggs left and they weren't coming out, I guess, every, every cycle. Time. Yeah. Um, it was very kind of hit and miss. Yeah, there was no way to tell if you had actually ovulated or not right. um, based on what they were saying. So then they wanted to check me too. So I went in and did my test, you know, not invasive, um, <laughs> you know, go me. But so they they ran all the tests and the, the counts that they got back from me were abnormally low, like like almost to the point where the, the test just seemed flat out wrong. Um, yeah. It, it was, was like, was it low? It was like three million. Low. It, no, it was like three or four million. Count. And you're and you're supposed to have like sixty or eighty million. And I had like three million or two million. It was just it was ridiculously there was low. Like barely. Yeah, there was not no swimmers happening in there. So um, they, you know, they said, you know, this these are really the strange results. You know, it's odd. So we want to send you to a specialist. And they gave us a bunch of names. Of specialists, so we did. We started doing research on the local fertility clinics and the doctors in the area and all that kind of stuff. And you know, of course, we are crazy with our internet research and just went nuts. And um, we ended up finding this guy um, on there. And, and again, we won't mention his name because we don't want to give this guy any uh, any props on this thing. So um, we ended up finding this guy, and he had. It was just tons of articles right i mean he's supposedly nationally known and has done all kinds of studies and all kinds of papers and was supposed to be like the best and brightest in his field and had helped all these thousands and thousands of couples get pregnant and have kids and and we thought okay well this is the way to go. Let's yeah, go see This is him. the guy for us. If exactly. anybody's going to be able to help us, it's this guy. Right. And and we go in and meet with him and, and man, he could sell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were in there, he was, he was talking it up and he was like, oh, you know, this test that you took is wrong and you don't need to worry about this. And, you know, we, I've helped so many couples and he's telling us stories about how he's on the cutting edge of the research where he's actually, you know, started doing testing on like designer babies you know, yeah, like, like he, he could can create a baby with whatever color right. eyes you wanted and whatever yeah. color hair you wanted. And which I don't know uh, if it's true in hindsight or not, but man, he talked, a, he talked a good game. He basically assured us that, Oh, don't worry. I'm going to let, I'm going to help you guys have a baby. Yep. I can do this. You have, you have nothing to worry about. Right. So of course he puts us through another round of tests. You get more invasive testing. I get more non-invasive testing. And, um, you know, they, he ran everything again. And 
and again, I mean, I, we did a ton of tests, if I remember right. Like, oh, yeah. we just did tons and tons of tests. Over probably a period of a, a year or two, I I lost count of how many tests yeah. I had. Um, and so many different kinds of tests, too. Right. I mean, yeah. internal, external. Uh, Ultrasounds. Just, yeah, they just did, all yeah. kinds of crazy Yep, and they did, things. and they actually did ultrasounds on me too, which was not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to to check for varicoceles and like you know all kinds of crazy technology term. Well, you know, not technology, but terms that they use in yeah. in that that it just you know they weren't they weren't finding any any good news with us anyway. I mean, my counts were were higher than they were on that first test, but they were not anywhere near where they needed to be. They were still very low. Um, and so he, he brought us in, um, and sat us down. He said he wanted to see us. So he brought us in and he went through, he went over all the test results with us over all the time and said that, you know, he, he hated to break it to us, but, um, we had a less than 1% chance of having a child naturally having our own child. Um, there were other options that he told us about too. At the and time, he, IUI. Yeah, he basically said, you know, we could try the IUIs, but that it was a long shot. Yep. And um, they're four or five thousand dollars a pop. And he didn't, you know, he was not, he said he, he had no confidence that they would work. Mm-hmm. And then also there was the option of in vitro, which was his specialty. And he said that those are like, I don't, do you remember what it was? It was a like lot. Number? It was like $20,000 or something crazy a try. Yeah. like that. And, and it doesn't, uh, it's not covered by anything. And there's no guarantee it's going to work. But at that point I felt like, okay, well, he's just a fancy salesman. He's right. just trying to sell his service as an in vitro doctor. He yeah. Well, to, he, he, he wants to make a ton of money off of us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he what he was telling us was not untrue. We were at terrible odds to have our own baby. But right, but he also said that he with the counts the way they were for us, like he would have to work. he would have to put you on Massive this crazy amount of, of medicine for you to meds. for you to spit out a bunch of eggs that they could collect and he said that with the follicle count as low as you had, they may not get a good yield with the drugs from you and it may not be enough to even proceed with it. And then you've filled your body with all these drugs and everything. And then when you add on top of that, the fact that my sperm counts were so low, it may not have even worked in in vitro. And he, he was not filling us with confidence that that would even work. He's like, I can probably make it work, but you know, well, and you know, he just wasn't filling me with confidence that that was even going to work at all. Right. So, um, he, yeah, so basically... In, I don't even remember. Did he say anything about... I, I, I kind of feel like there was some mention of like, you know, looking for a sperm donor and trying it yeah, that way. He, he did. Even but basically, that might not work either. Yeah, basically what he said was, you guys aren't going to have your own baby, like the two of you. So, you know, we need to look for alternative options. Like we can, we need to look at donors, both for me and you, like egg donors, sperm donors, and then implant, you know, in you. And it wouldn't be our natural child. Basically be like a surrogate mom. Which is, yeah, which is not a, it's not a a bad thing. It's, it's definitely an option, but it's not what we were looking to do. So basically in one conversation, he basically destroyed all of our dreams for having a family. Like 
he, just instantly he just smashed it. Our best it. bet would be adoption. And at that point, we had no real savings to speak of. No, God, no. You know, no, we, I mean, we just bought a house. Our mm-hmm. credit was better, but it wasn't stellar. And, and you there know, was no way we adoptions are expensive. to look into it. And we just stopped yeah. because there's no way we would have been approved for it. No. And it still to this day makes me insanely crazy upset that yeah any random person whether they're a good parent or not can go out and have a baby right but decent people who want a baby and would treat but have them trouble well yeah. and have trouble conceiving can't just go and adopt one right any I mean, it was, can go and, it was and get crazy pregnant, but it was crazy the amount uh, and I'm sure there's people out there who've gone through adoption stuff. It's just insane the amount of paperwork and mm-hmm. the money you have to put up and the, the hoops you have to jump through and all this stuff background. and interviews and background checks, checks and all this stuff, and which I totally get yeah, why get that has too, to happen. But, but it's just crazy that, you know. For people like us who are desperate yeah. for a family and would be good parents, I, I, I kind of I say, you know, to, to like, I, th- yeah, I think well, we're good parents. We do all right. Um, you know. And would love that child unconditionally and forever. Right. Yeah, it's so expensive, and we could never, ever, ever adopt because we would never, ever, ever be able to afford it. And I no feel way. like that's so completely unfair. Yeah, it is. It's for sure. You know, I, I mean, if there was only a way to, to, to detect, you know, good people and good parents with some sort of a test that they could just run on you, and then you'd be, you know, okay, you're approved. You know, but. Mm-hmm. That's a little strange. It wouldn't happen. So anyway. I basically spent the next three days at home in a puddle on the yep. floor. I Ditto. just bawled for yeah. three days straight. I couldn't yeah. even I mean, it, it destroyed us. Yeah. For a long time, it destroyed us. You know, it was, we, I think we kind of defiantly went, well, we're going to keep trying, you know, and we, for a little while we did. We're not going to give up. Yeah. We'll, we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. It'll, it'll and then, happen. It's And another to. couple of years later, it still hadn't happened and we were, we were destroyed at that point. So, yeah. so you know, with with all this happiness that we're talking about, we promise <laughs> in the next episode things will start to get a little better um, for real this time. Um, but I think we'll uh, we'll transition to talk about uh, a movie that at least made us laugh a lot. So um, we'll we'll be right back here. All right. So you want to you want to lead into the movie, Monica? Yeah. Um, well, to transition from a couple of people with practically no fertility into a couple of people with extremely high fertility. Yes, very high. <laughs> we are going to talk about Juno and this couple of kids who, on their very first time, yeah, having intercourse, they get pregnant. Yikes. I think the secret was the orange Tic Tacs. It's what we should have done all along. It would have helped us out. It's like a fertility drug. And, you know, being 16 probably helped. That probably helped too, yeah. So, (laughs) Juno, I don't know. Did you check what year this was? I I forgot to check Uh, um, it. It was 2007. So, um, I don't know if anybody remembers this movie or not. It was huge in the box office. Yeah, which was um, crazy because it was such a small independent film and then right. it, it just blew it up. It just blew up. It got huge and for very good reason. I mean, for one thing, it's incredibly witty. Yeah. The dialogue is sharp. It's funny. 
If I could be half as smart as as the character Juno in there, I would be happy. Like <laughs> as quippy as she is, you know, as quick with a comeback and yeah. and just the way she words everything, or you know, the way the writers types worded of everything. Words too. It's not yeah. just your basic kind of everyday language. They use right. so many different words. But the funny thing, watching it too, is how many sort of obsolete. What is the word? Colloquially colloquialisms there you go yeah that saying that right yes you are um like you know home skillet and yeah wizard and wizard yeah some of the some of the things that they say that just really aren't said very much anymore these days right that were popular back then i think people should bring back wizard because i like that (laughs) instead of saying awesome you go wizard yeah wizard (laughs) i i I want to try to bring it back but everybody would look at me like i was crazy yeah they don't yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what um, J.K. Simmons, of course. He's yep. always awesome in everything. Yeah, and Ellen Page plays Juno. And Michael mm-hmm. Sarah, you know, who I still think of as like one day he was just wandering down the road and like he wandered onto a movie set. And they were like, <laughs> you want to be in the movie? And he's like, okay. okay. You know, and because yeah. he just seems, he's so awkward. But I mean, he's great. He really is. He sells it for sure. Yeah. And Jennifer Garner's in it. Jason Bateman. You know, there there's a, a ton of good people in here. Even uh, Rain Wilson makes an appearance. He's He plays like the the clerk at at the uh, the store where she goes to buy her pregnancy test. He has a very small part, but God, he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He was the one who said home skillet. Yep. He, you know, here's, here's one, um, like, one cake you can't unbake or something like that when she's <laughs> taking all the you know pregnancy tests and it was it was really funny but one of the things that really stood out to me like right from the beginning from like the opening of the movie is the soundtrack yes. i absolutely love it it has a few people on there that you know the kinks um buddy holly sonic youth um velvet underground moldy peaches you know some bands that people may have heard of but then there's a bunch of other stuff in there that's just totally off the wall independent bands that you've never heard of uh kimia dawson is the one one of the people that i remember a lot of that you know she uh she has several songs in there um that they they actually sing in in it you know they sing her songs they're not played one of them's played for the soundtrack but the rest of the time they're singing her songs and they're really good and just really off the wall and i remember we ran out immediately after watching the movie and bought the soundtrack like right away and we listened to it so much yeah oh. we we it was you know on cd in the car and we just <laughs> left it in and just over and over and over again listened to it around and around and around so mm-hmm. yeah was, there was definitely great music in it yeah, there's Although I have to say one thing that always kind of bothered me about the movie was that yeah. flirtation between Juno and Mark, like the Jason Bateman Jason character. Bateman character, yeah. It always made me really uncomfortable. Because he's like mid-30s and she's and 16. Married. And yeah, mid-30s and married. And she's 16 and going to, you know, let them adopt her baby. And, you know, he thinks that she's cool because he she reminds him of himself when he was younger, probably because he wanted to be a rocker and she's kind of an off the wall. She likes rock music and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he had, he's like attracted to her, but like the fact that he, you know, he acts on it and like, you know, he's like, he tells her I'm leaving my wife at one point and she's like, okay, why? And she, and he's like, how do you think of me? I remember he asks that, Mm -hmm. like, he's expecting her to say that she's in love with him and, you know, kudos to the writers. You know, they didn't go there with her. She was like, you're an idiot. 
you know, like right away, like you're stupid. Why are you doing this? And, and, and just storms off, mm-hmm. you know, instead of them doing some weird, you know, Woody Allen kind of thing, they stop that, you know, and, and don't go there, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll, um, wrap it up with, um, Juno is talking to her dad, right? you know, just having a lovely little conversation, father and daughter and she asks him, is it possible that two people can stay happy forever? And I would like to say, yes, Juno, they can. Yeah. And I feel like Eric and I, I'm going to be schmaltzy. Sorry. Sure. It's okay. We're well on our way to being happy forever. Yeah. So. We're, we're in good shape for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've been through some rough times as you've heard in the last couple of episodes and, you know, there's more to come, but, you know, I think all in all, you know, if you, if you put them both on the scale, good and bad, I think the good way outweighs the bad by quite a bit. So I think we're in good shape. I'm going to, again, toot our own horn here. (laughs) And I'm going to say in the, how many years have we been together now? 20? Almost 20. Yeah. In the 20, (laughs) that sounds so bizarre. In the 20 (laughs) years that we have been together and known each other, we have not had a real honest to goodness argument knock we down drag not, out fight we have not screamed at each other we have not been purposefully mean to each other it just it just doesn't happen right yeah i mean we we've we definitely have our share of disagreements and, sure. and we get annoyed with each other and sure. you know we get pissed with each other but you know <laughs> we sure. we but we work it out like we work it out and we and don't it always seems easy to work out yeah, and we don't take it out on each other, and we, you know, do our best to be see each other's points of view. Yeah, and it's it's not always easy, and there, you know, there's times where it's like, you know, I got to take a walk, you know, and or something like that, and and it happens. It happens with everybody, but you know, it's it's work. It really is. But it's with us. It's not hard work, which I no. think is is the best part of it. So, right. but that scene you were talking about with her and her dad. Anybody who's listening to this who hasn't seen it in a while or has never seen it, watch it. And you'll see that scene. And that right there, the writers, the way they wrote J.K. Simmons' part right there, that's the kind of dad that I aspire to be. (laughs) The way that he acts in that scene. Mm -hmm. Because he's caring, he's loving, but he's also, you know, he tells it like it is. And and I think that's pretty rare. And he Um, trusts his kid to... Make yes. The right decisions. Yep. He doesn't. He doesn't scream at her. Go to your room. You're grounded. And that kind of crazy stuff. He like. You know. He trusts her. He lets and, her work it out. Right. Exactly. And it's it's pretty it's pretty inspiring to see. They did a great job with that character and with all the characters in it. But the way they did yeah. those interactions was great. Yep. So, I guess we will uh, we'll wrap this one up and we will see you next time. <laughs>